Today's episode of Your Stories is brought to you by Field Notes. Field Notes brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May in Chicago for more information. Thanks, Field Notes! Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about? It's a secret you don't like to share because it might make you feel weird. Maybe you're into something different. Uh, comic books, fantasy football, push-ups. Your stories, to me, has been this really kind and welcoming space where people just have the guts to be really honest and they share their voices and their stories with everyone there. No questions asked. Uh, I've heard stories about all those things. Uh, maybe not, not a lot of push-ups. I maybe haven't heard a lot of stories about push-ups. The Nerdalogs is group therapy meets Toastmasters. I know there's always a place where my odd thoughts and unusual habits will be welcomed and championed in a warm, supportive environment by other nerds just like me. And what's fun is you'll see people in the audience one month, and then all of a sudden they uh, go up and tell their story. So your story becomes their story and their story is your story and then it's our story and then it's a podcast so it's everybody's story and then you've shared it and gosh that's great huh and even if you don't think you're a nerd you probably are it's easily the most midwestern thing i've ever been a part of hi everybody I'm Eric Arnault, and welcome back to the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories, Tour Stories Edition. Over the last two weeks, I hit the road, traveling to a bunch of cities west of Chicago, collecting stories. And over the next handful of months, you'll get to enjoy those stories. This is the second part of the show we did in Los Angeles, which also served as a release party for the newest Nerdalogs podcast, Let's Get It On, a hybrid comedy music show written and produced by the tremendous Mr. Gary Lucy. Gary also booked and hosted our L.A. show, and this time out, you'll hear from Let's Get It On contributors and comedians Augie Smith, Elizabeth Beckwith, and Gary Anthony Williams. Plus, you'll get music from myself and special guest Eric Schinzer. Don't forget to check out Let's Get It On on Nerdalogs.com and iTunes. The first two episodes are already out, and there's seven more to go. New episodes relief every Thursday. And huge thanks to everyone who supported the Your Stories Tour in some way. It was truly a blast. Now, it's going to take a while for us to post up all the episodes we recorded on the road, but if you want to hear them now, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdalogs. Everyone who pledges $5 a month and above gets next day access to all your stories recordings, including the show we did last night at our new Chicago home, The Beat Kitchen. Because we're so backlogged, we'll be posting your stories audio right away on Patreon to reward people who support us. We really appreciate you doing that. Uh, if you enjoy this show, a free thing you can do is rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps a ton. Uh, with all that said, let's get to the show. So like I said, I'm not really a slow jam person. Gary has opened my eyes. I'm not really that smooth. I know. That's really fucking shocking. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to convince you guys in like three minutes of perfect pop music here. You guys ready for this? Yes. All right. Thank you again. One, two, three, one. Close your eyes, make a wish, and blow out the candlelight. For tonight is your night, we're gonna celebrate. 
All through the night, pour the wine. Light the fire, girl, your wish is my command. I submit to your demands, girl, I'll do anything. You need only ask, I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you when you want me to. And I will not let go till you tell me to. go snow I ain't got nowhere to go just gonna concentrate on you girl are you ready it's gonna be a long night throw your clothes on the floor I'm gonna take my clothes off too I made plans to be with you Girl, whatever you ask me You know I'll do I'll make love to you Like you want me to And I'll hold you tight Baby, all through the night I'll make love to you When you want me to And I will not let go Till you tell me to this part's really high. Baby, tonight is your night. And, and I will do you right. Just make a wish on your night. Anything that you ask, I will give you the love of your life. Your life, your life. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you when you want me to. And I will not let go to you tell me to. All right, guys, come on. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you when you want me to and I will not let go till you tell me to guys we just made love all of us how about that shit thank you guys so much coming up next uh, no hyperbole one of uh, the greatest doing it today uh, as far as stand up comedy is concerned still the only man ever to win the uh, Seattle uh, Comedy Competition and San Francisco Comedy Competition in the same year. They, they call that the West Coast Slam, don't they? It's called the Augie. The Augie. It's called the Augie. And he's called the Augie. It's Augie Smith. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Hey, good to see you. Uh, my name's Aug. I'm going to be talking to you for a little while. Uh, Gary said I'm a, I'm a comedian. I've been a comedian for a really, really long time. And I used to be a, uh, a road comedian in the 90s. And in the 90s, uh, when you were a road comedian, my plan was, because uh, you you, a guy would like call you up, and he'd say, hey, can you drive 16 hours to make $100? And he'd say, yeah. Why wouldn't I be able to do that? Of course I can do that. Uh, but you need the car. You need the bucket, right? And so my plan, what I did was I never spent more than $1,000 on a car uh, until I was 33 years old. 
and I'd drive them till they died, and then I would abandon them. And the true story is that I've abandoned nine cars in my life. I've just <laughs> walked away from nine different cars. I always wanted to light one on fire and then walk away in slow motion, but I just never had those balls. So the thing about these cars was that uh, the radios were pretty bare bone. I would say, Og, why didn't you just get Sirius or XM? No, no, did not exist, man. No, I didn't even have FM on most of the cars. It was AM radio. And I hear what you're saying. I say, Og, why don't you just get like a, like a Walkman, wear headphones, listen to cassette tapes. Turns out that's illegal. You know how I know that's illegal? Because I got pulled over for wearing headphones. And I asked the cop, I'm like, why, are you pull- why is it illegal? He said, well, you might not stop for emergency vehicles. And I said, well, how are we having this conversation then right now? How? Anyway, AM radio. So uh, in the, if you listen to AM radio, you have, uh, you have three choices. Uh, you have God. Uh, you have uh, that uh, Mexican polka. And you have talk. So in the 1990s, what happened was um, crazy took over talk radio. There was like, once Clinton got elected, it was just conspiracy theories were just awesome. It was just, it was, did you know Hillary Clinton killed Vince Foster? You know, like they've been saying on Fox all week. So, and then what happened was uh, Oklahoma City blew up, right? And so they had to lay off some of the crazy for a little while. Now, my favorite guy during this period of time uh, was a man that only came on at night, and the man's name was Art Bell. Oh, shit, yeah. Art Bell. Art Bell. Art Bell started as just like a regular sort of, uh, sort of conservative uh, talk guy, but he put a little paranormal in, and then uh, Oklahoma City blew up, and he went full-on paranormal. Like, for a while, he used to talk to like the people that had been abducted to the aliens, he started taking calls from the aliens. Man, they would call in because he had no call screener. So he'd just pick it up. He's like, yeah, this is Art Bell. You're talking to 500 different radio stations. And my name is Galeptotroid. I'm from the Mercon system, the planet Sindla. I took human form 3,000 years ago and have walked amongst you ever since. I met your Jesus. And then Art Bell would say, uh, so tell me, Galeptotron, What's the environment like on your home planet if Earth has to evacuate? Would we be able to live there? And Galeptotron has never been this far in a conversation before, right? He's never had to answer a question because after his opening, it's just dial tone or somebody moving bus seats, you know. So it was fabulous. Uh, and there was a, one night, uh, I, drove, uh, I drove across North Dakota and uh, that particular night uh, was a time machine night. Now, Art Bell had a lot of people that I... And I know what you're thinking. Oh, you're going to tell us about Madman Markham. No, I'm not talking about Madman Markham. Oh, you're going to tell us about Stephen Phipps. No, I'm not talking about Stephen Phipps. There was, only, there was one guy one night, and I never heard him another night. And he had a time machine. But he didn't just have a time machine. He was selling the schematics on how to build... His time machine. And I'm thinking to myself, I need a time machine. <laughs> so I could go back and do what we'd all do, which is kill Hitler. And people say, well, why don't you just kill Pol Pot or Mussolini? Those people, anti-Semites. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So my actual plan with the time machine was the, to use it to avoid the long drives to the gigs. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just get in here, and 16 hours later, I'll be in Butte, Montana. So uh, the, you're thinking, oh, oh, well, time machine's got to be complicated. must have been very expensive. The schematics to build the time machine cost $19.99. That's right. Now you're saying, what do you do, Ugh? Do you send him a PayPal? There was no PayPal! You put a check in the mail that went to that guy's house. Then he put the schematics in an envelope and sent it to you. Now, uh, we all have a number uh, in our head or in our life where if you see something stupid, you can buy it, like at different times. Like, like if I see anything cool under $30, I can buy it. Unfortunately, at that point in my life, that number was $8. I could only indulge anything. But I had a friend, Bruno, and Bruno, who was also an Art Bell fan, had a job. And Bruno, this is how cool he is. I've only been a groomsman twice, and they were both for this guy. <laughs> so when I get to the hotel, uh, I get out my calling card, and I dial the 19 numbers. Uh, to get uh, a line, and then I call Bruno, and it's like, did you hear? He's like, yeah, I heard. It's like, you gotta send the guy 20. Yeah, it's, uh, it's already done. Yeah, it's in the mail. Uh, so six weeks passed, uh, the phone on my kitchen wall rings, and uh, it's Bruno, he's like, I got the time machine. I said, I'll be there in three hours, because I lived in Portland, he lived in Seattle. I get there, and he had a tool belt on, right? <laughs> and in his living room, he had gotten uh, some scrap wood, so he had these, uh, these four planks about four feet high, about uh, three feet across, right? And there was a knob on the front that he had taken off of his oven <laughs> and put on there. And I get there, he's like, so what else do we gotta do? He's like, dude, that's it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's do this. And he had a cover like a sheet you put over the top he had a black sheet so I get in and I turn the knob and I sat there for a while because I didn't know how long it was supposed to take and when I came out it was one half hour later <laughs> And when I had gone in. Was I lying? I wasn't kidding. He's the best. If you like uh, what you're hearing uh, tonight, we have like, uh, you know on Splash Mountain how you could buy the picture? It's kind of like that. Uh, except it's free. Uh, you just have to listen to the uh, Nerdalogs Your Stories podcast. Uh, the uh, Let's Get It On and Your Stories is part of the uh, part of the Nerdalogs umbrella of a of a champion podcast. So um, you know, just word of the wise. Uh, moving it along. Oh, love this next performer. She was probably when when I moved here in uh, nineteen. Buh, 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 she was uh, yes, I said nineteen. She probably one of the first people who was nice to me. So funny, so original. What a fresh voice. Writes on that show Speechless. Do you like Speechless? That's uh, one of the best shows on damn TV. Uh, how about a warm welcome for Elizabeth Beckwith? Hey. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. All right, let's get into it. Time's ticking. Um, okay. Guys, as I write this, I'm listening to Built to Spill Radio on Pandora, just so you know. 
In other words, uh, I'm cool, you guys. Uh, I have advanced musical taste, and you should heed my suggestions and love what I love, and be sure to give me credit for introducing you to the greatness that I bestow upon you. Hot tip! The best Pandora station is called 60s French Pop. Go ahead, type that in for your drive home. Uh, you'll instantly feel like you're the sexy star of a foreign film, so you're welcome for that, no big deal. Just make sure when it becomes your new fave station, you let everyone know that I was the one who introduced you to it. Seriously, I'm going to be so pissed if you tell everybody about 60s French pop and you don't give me credit. That's not cool. <laughs> but let's take a trip back in time, huh? Then that wasn't even... Maybe he did build the machine. Maybe. I don't know. Um, let's take a trip back in time, shall we? To a time before Pandora or Spotify to a time before I became the authority on what you, yes you, should be listening to. How did I get here? Let me tell you my tale. <laughs> I was never one of those little kids who controlled the radio dial in the car. When I rode with other kids, they would immediately turn on the radio and turn it to the station that they loved as they rode to school to the sounds of culture, cl cl culture club or quiet riot. That would never fly in our car. My dad drove me to school every day, and the radio was tuned to the AM commentary of syndicated radio broadcaster Paul Harvey. The broadcast always seemed to end just when I was getting out of the car with Paul Harvey's trademark phrase of, this is Paul Harvey, good day. I don't do impressions. <laughs> it was like Paul Harvey himself was bidding me adieu. Look at me using adieu. I am so influenced by that 60s French pop radio. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You have to listen to it. Um... As I got out of the car, uh, Paul Harvey's good day was usually followed my, by my dad calling out the window, don't pick up any wooden nickels. Needless to say, I was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> I loved music, but as a little kid, most of my musical tastes were directly influenced by the record collections of my three older brothers. Take this out. Get loose. Oh, as I read from the page like a, like a crazy person. Let's get loose. Um... um I was a kid in 1980s Las Vegas, or what uh, my brother Patrick liked to refer to as the musical armpit of the world. The only radio station he approved of was 92.3 KOMP, the rock of Las Vegas. <laughs> Between my brother's records and KOMP, I became a classic rock expert at a very young age. But all of... But of all the music I was exposed to, I was completely taken with the Beatles. While my elementary school peers listened to Van Halen or Duran Duran... I was dressing in a turquoise Sergeant Pepper military jacket and saving up for a sitar. I loved all things Beatles and was convinced that I would, had been born in the wrong generation. Lucky for me, 92.3 KOMP, the rock of Las Vegas, had breakfast, breakfast with the Beatles every Saturday morning. I loved the music, but also all of the little bits of juicy Beatles trivia that went along with the Saturday morning program. It was like my personal Beatles National Enquirer. Dear Prudence was written about me as Vero's sister. Love it! <laughs> Sexy Sadie was a scathing critique of the Maharishi. Yes, please! <laughs> hey Jude was Paul's advice song to John's son Julian. Tell me more, sweet lord. Now I have so many more questions. Why was Paul going over John's head? Inquiring my lord and know. I want to know! <laughs> I devoured it all. 
My obsession with all things 60s music grew and expanded. I was getting into the Who, the Hollies, Simon and Garfunkel. I would get dramatic alone in my room wearing a turtleneck and sing along to I Am A Rock. Yes, I was a rock. I was an island. I had built walls. I had built a fortress, deep and mighty, alone in my room with my weird 60s music. And then two important things happened to kind of change that. One, I discovered, tell me if I'm getting a light. This is, but um, I discovered the bangles. The second thing was, I made a friend. Okay, first. <laughs> First, the Bangles. It was right around the start of fifth grade when my brother Patrick told me about a band I should check out. A girl band that Bruce Springsteen himself was a fan of. And if you know anything about my brother Patrick, you need to know that he takes everything Springsteen related very seriously. And Patrick was passing this boss-approved music tip on to me. And see what I'm doing here, by the way? I'm giving my brother Patrick the credit for introducing me. As I know you will do when you love 60s French pop radio on your Pandora. (sighs) That's how it works. This was pre-Manic Monday, guys. The Bengals had one album out on Columbia Records. It was called All Over the Place. Perfect timing, because I was just signing up for the Columbia House Music Club. I quickly colored in the box for the Bengals record, one of eight that I would soon be getting for one penny, baby. The box of cassettes arrived on a stormy day while I was home alone, sick from school. I promise it was really stormy. That's not just, I'm not just being dramatic. It was as if the winds of change were literally (laughs) swirling outside my window. Okay, I made that read a little over the top, but who are you to question the winds of change? Okay, I can't remember what the other cassettes were. All I know is I spent the entire day listening to the bangles over and over again, which says a lot because I was not one to miss out on the Price is Right on a sick day. But there I was, missing my favorite Price is Right game, Cliffhangers, the one with the yodeling mountain climbing guy, to bask in the glory of this quartet of harmonizing young women. They shared vocal and songwriting duties just like the Beatles, which was no accident because they were obsessive Beatle fans just like me. I particularly loved rhythm guitarist slash vocalist Susanna Hoffs. In a Christy Brinkley world, here was an olive-skinned girl with dark eyes and unmanageable hair, and people found her attractive. (laughs) Well, I had my new hero in life. Clearly, I must become a rock star too for my hair to make sense in this world. (sighs) What other chance did a brunette have in 1985? Now I just needed a band. But that wouldn't happen for a couple more years. Am I like way over? Do I have a time? Okay. Sixth grade. Her name was Angela Mullins, and she was new to St. Vider. I'll be honest. I knew we were getting a new kid in our class, and I had already secretly been hoping that this magical stranger would be the new friend I had been longing for. But even in my most optimistic fantasies, I could not have created a more perfect partner in crime than Angela. As she got out of the car the first day, I heard her familiar voice, a familiar voice coming out of the station wagon. Paul Harvey? (laughs) Good day is right. But the similarities didn't stop with her father listening to AM radio on the drive to school. Like me, she was half Italian with East Coast parents. And being on the young end of a big family, she had way older parents and way older siblings than any of our classmates just like me. She, like me, listened to the record collections of her older siblings. She, like me, loved 60s music. She was everything I ever wanted in her friend. Someone exactly like me. We... (laughs) 
We became instant friends. And for the first time in my life, I had inside jokes with a peer. We did Paul Harvey impressions at lunch. We had nicknames for each other that only we understood. And most importantly, she was teaching me new things about the Beatles. Did you know that Revolution Number One was named that because it is one revolution a minute slower than the original? No, I did not, but thank you so much. And please be my best friend forever and ever. Um, this goes out. You know what? I feel like I should cut off because it's 817. We have a hard out, Gary. I'm respecting the show. There's so more barriers that are like, sorry. No, but thank you guys. You guys have been so generous. Elizabeth Beckwith, winner of the um, winner of the drove furthest to get here award, except for Eric, who drove from Chicago. But thank you, Elizabeth. That was wonderful. Uh, um, we got to we got to uh, wrap this party up. Much as I'd like to stay, but um, we uh, you actually can keep it going by uh, subscribing to Let's Get It On on iTunes or whatever. And uh, and and here now, it's it's great pleasure already. Like, he was pound for pound the most talented person in Los Angeles, probably. Then he lost, like, 150 pounds, which, like, concentrated all of his brilliance even further. So we have no hope. Uh, we'll never catch up. Uh, Victavius St. Valour himself, ladies and gentlemen, please be standing for Gary Anthony Williams. Thank you. I'm going to give this show such a hard out, it's going to be incredible. Uh, first of all, hi, uh, I see some people I know. For you, those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Gary Anthony Williams. I'm uh, raised in the South. I'm a Southern man. Uh, I'm from a little small town. By the way, sir, this is a true story. It's 100% true. A little bit more because I'm going to tell you some truth from my heart. Uh, and this mic will pick up both of my feelings. Uh, <laughs> I was raised in a small town called Fayetteville, Georgia. It was a dry county. That means they didn't sell booze there. It's about 45 minutes south of Atlanta, and it wasn't, like, progressive yet. It is now. You can interracially date there now. But then, <laughs> then they hadn't even invented gay people, really. And that, that's not a joke. Like, there really weren't any gay people in Fayetteville. In Atlanta, you can go there, and you can get, you can get gay all day long. But they didn't have them. And Fayetteville, yeah, and I had a lot of gay friends from Atlanta, and I loved lesbians, and I still do. I find something great about a lesbian. I want to be with them and sing and dance. <laughs> but I, we used to go to this dance club in Atlanta, 45 minutes away, called Weekends, and I would go with my buddy Jerry, who's straight, just like me, and... <laughs> And this is not a homophobic thing, sir. I'll kiss a man. I don't give a shit. This ain't about homophobia. This is the reality of my story. Uh, I go with my buddy Jerry and some lesbians who I won't name now. Maybe they'll be named later, but I won't name them now. And we would go to this dance club in Atlanta, but I would never tell my family because, you know, uh, we were black and we were super Southern. And my dad had been in World War II, so, you know, the government trained him to kill people. And I didn't know if he wanted me to hang out with gay people. I didn't want to ask him. Plus, we like slaughtered hogs and stuff, so he could kill. He could kill. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk to my daddy about, hey man, I'm going to the gay club. I'll see you later. So I just wasn't gonna say anything. But every weekend we would go up to weekends and we would dance and I would hang out with the lesbians and it was the best time of my life. I still think I was raised by a pack of wild lesbians and that's how I feel. <laughs> At this dance club weekend, uh, they had this cage where people would dance, sexy people would dance in this cage. 
And there's one dude, he would dance in there, and he was like, he hardly wore any clothes, but he was always nice, you know, he's waving, hey, there's the fat guy with the lesbians. I was a fag hag, but I didn't know. In a good way, ma'am. Uh, so, but you know, so we go dancing, and we go dancing every weekend up there, and one night, it was about 4 a.m., because in Atlanta, clubs close late, and like, ah, oh, it's time to leave the gay dance club and go back home. And I'm with my buddy Jerry and two lesbians who shall be named later. Uh, and I was like, Jerry, you got the keys? No, man, I ain't, got, I ain't got no keys. You drove the car. Hey, hey, other lesbians, you got the keys? No, Gary, we're lesbians. We don't have keys. So I go out to my car, and I had securely locked my keys inside the car. Now, I could have called my daddy and said, hey, daddy, will you come pick me up? But I know he knows how to kill stuff, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm one of those things that he might want to kill. So, but it's 4 a.m., and I can hear the night birds singing, but I was like, oh, if we wait three more hours, it's going to be 7 a.m., and, like, it looks gay in this parking lot now. It might look straight, and Daddy will come and pick us up. <laughs> so, we're, we're, yeah, that's it, ma'am. That's how it was. This was Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, so, I thought we can wait three hours, and we just passed some time. By One way we passed times was one of the girls had just split up with a girlfriend, and she had a wedding band, so I put it on the antenna of my uh, Malibu Classic about halfway. Then I would flick it, digga, 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 and the wedding band would go, digga, 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 digga. It would keep falling down, digga, 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 and make this cool sound, digga, 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 as it fell down the antenna on the car until I flipped it off in the weeds, and then I lost her wedding band. <laughs> and she wasn't mad. She actually said, you know, it wasn't a good relationship anyways. <laughs> Which is, that's why I like lesbians. They're cool like that. They don't care if you throw their wedding bands away. So it, the sun is finally starting to come up, and I was like, okay, it's probably time for us to go find a payphone and call my dad. But then out of the door comes the gay guy that I see dancing in the cage all the time. And he's like, what are you doing here, man? You guys should be gone. Like, it was morning now. And I said, yeah, I locked my keys, and then my daddy, and he shoots hogs. <laughs> and, and he was like, hey, dude, it's okay. And then he takes, he had one of his outfits on a wire hanger, and he takes it, and he, he unlocks uh, my car door with some stealth, as I suppose at that time only a transvestite could do. I didn't know. I thought, maybe that's their superpower. And he unlocks the door, and I'm like, thank you so much. Good luck to you. He's about to go to Europe and do this big show. I was like, thank you so much, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're welcome, you're welcome. And that was it. That was that story. But here's the important thing. He was a DJ there. He was a DJ a dancer, and a singer. And more important than that, and this is 104% true, the guy who saved me from having to tell my dad that I was just hanging out with gay people every weekend was none other than America's RuPaul. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Gary Anthony Williams, everybody. Oh, my God. What a guy. Holy shit. It is a real honor to have, have all these really talented people in the room uh, on, on the Nerdalogs website. Thank you guys so much for coming tonight. I'm going to do one more song, and then we're going to get out of here. My buddy Eric Schinzer. Come on up, Eric. Okay. All right. This is a weird way to start the show, but if you got lighters because you're a smoker or you got phones because you're just a person, hold them up, baby. Hold them up. We're going to get the show lit. We're going to get kicked off right now. 
Hell yeah, look at all those backgrounds. That's one of a cat. That's just a red one. That's like two people dancing. That's the default background for the HTC One. Good job, sir. <laughs> Very good. Get it pumped, get it amped, because we're going to bring it right now. This is so lit. One, two, three, four. I'll be a dream. I'll be a wish. I'll be a fantasy. I'll be a hope. I'll be a love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply. Do. Sway them. I will be strong. That's I right. I will be faithful because I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living. Plus, it's for you. You have the lighter on your phone. It's good. Yeah. Come on, everybody. I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to lay with you in the sea. I want to lay like this forever until the sky falls down on me. Take it, Eric. I wanna oh, dancing brightly in the velvet sky. I'll make a wish, send it to heaven, then make you want to cry. Tears of joy for all the pleasure and the certainty that we're surrounded by the comfort and protection of the highest power. In lonely hours, the tears devour you. It's so hot over here. I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to bathe with you in the sea. I want to lay like this forever until the sky falls down on me. Sexy bridge. Oh, can't you see it, baby? You don't have to close your eyes Cause it's standing right before you All that you need will surely come dream i'll be a wish i'll be a fantasy i'll be a hope i'll be a love be, be everything, everything that you need i love you more with every breath truly madly deeply do and there's a line i love you i want to stand with you on a mountain i want to bathe with you in the sea I want to lie like this forever Until the sky falls down on me One more time mountain I want to bathe with you in the sea I want to lay like this forever until the sky falls down on me. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Our name is the Savager Garden. The Savager Gardens. You go in, but you don't come out. Uh, thanks, guys, for throwing up the lighters. Get this show kicked off right. 
so at dinner, Eric and I were like, I wonder what the singer of Savage Garden was up to. This is absolutely true. Maybe some of you know this. He, <laughs> he studies improv in L.A. That is absolutely yeah. true. In 2013, he joined the Groundling School to expire into improv and sketch comedy. And I tweeted at him and I said, hey, at Darren Hayes, we're singing Truly Madly Deeply, deeply probably going to biff it, just like that word. Uh, come on by, doors open, so maybe you'll see Darren Hayes tonight. He also has a film podcast called We Paid to See This. So now you guys know. This has been an Erdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.